just, I tell you, niggas gonna need. Um, so hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Chicken and Liquor Hour. Um, Willie Southside's back in the building. Appreciate y'all for listening. I got two of my homies here. Um, I'll let you introduce yourself. Introduce yourself. My name is. Yeah. And my man. Yeah. And I be. Yeah. You're done. Yes. This is J Ray. Back in his thing. And Killer B. <laughs> and, and Killer B. Um, we actually was sitting here just talking about music. We was talking about if we could only pick three albums uh, to listen to for the rest of the year. I'm changing. Those al- Okay, what would those? What would those albums be? Because I think, like I said, I said Kanye. I gotta have at least one Kanye album in there. It really doesn't matter. Well, I, don't, I don't want no Yeezus on there. That shit was whack. Um, Life of Pablo was cool. It was just a cool album. Um, and the last one, Yay. It was alright, but I ain't listened to that shit since like November or something. Mm. So, late registration. Um, I just know that's got to be in there. What was what are y'all choosing? Um, I'm choosing... Usher Confessions. Um, dang, what else did I pick last time? Um, she said Chris Brown's second album. Yes, Chris Brown's second album. What was the last one I chose? We're don't want to sit here and have quiet time with you while you're trying to figure it out. So we'll come back. Oh, my um, Killer God. B. I'm so offended. Life uh, is hard. I'll start out with one everyone needs. Kendrick Lamar. Damn. I agree. Usher Confessions. Bad girl is on there. Just, you know, makes me feel good about it. You're going to also have to speak up, madam. And <laughs> the third, Sierra Goodies. That was the name of the album? Yeah. Oh. I don't think I've ever actually listened to a Sierra album. I mean, Sierra's dope, and she's made a lot of dope singles. But I've actually, now I think about it, I don't think I've ever listened to a Sierra album. This was her only good one. Really? Yes. You remember that rumor that they had about Sierra back in the day and said that she was a hermaphrodite? Yeah. Isn't that crazy that there was a rumor? Like, how does that even get started? And then people just made up stuff. I remember Friends was like, yeah, she was on an episode of Oprah and she talked about it. I ain't never seen this episode of Oprah yeah. since they started talking about this. And do you remember the rumor about Bow Wow? They said Bow Wow got raped by his limo driver. DR? Something like that, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I was in like seventh grade, and I remember them talking about that, and we was like just joking, like rape is just some thing. Like, hey, rape is the same thing getting $10,000 stolen or something. But we was like in seventh grade just talking about that. Like, that's really fucked up that they created a rumor. And then they used to create rumors saying that DMX died all the time. And that's a really fucked up rumor because with DMX, the way he be living, you know that could very well be true. Yeah, Yeah, that is. Like that's really messed up. So, mm-hmm. but I definitely used to kill DMX and Bill Cosby all the time back in the day. Yeah. You know what? Do you think Bill Cosby wishes he went ahead and died like in the early two thousands, and then no one even came forward with all of this stuff about him? Probably. You think he wishes he would have just died in two thousand, or he's fine with living the rest of his life the way it's about to be, and his legacy being killed and going to prison? I don't think he would have wish he had died. I think really? he wish he would have been smarter about it. 
I feel like somehow when you're that huge and powerful for that long, you still have an ego in you that tells you I wasn't wrong. Like, yeah, he most definitely has a god complex. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So he probably doesn't even think. I wish I hadn't done all. I wish I hadn't made those mistakes. He's probably still thinking all these bitches is lying. Like he might very well. Like, there's a reason why he's that huge and was able to be that great, but the same thing that makes you great is the same thing that's your downfall. Yeah, so that yeah. ego, made his that ego is, that is basically irrational confidence to know that you're going to be that great. Like, yeah. so that same thing that made him know that and have that ego is the same thing that when it came to women, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? You're supposed to say yes to me. I'm, I'm Bill Cosby. Yeah. Cliff Huxtable. Yep. Which is another thing that pisses me off. Why wasn't Cosby's show called The Huxtables? Like, his name was Cliff Huxtable in it. Why is it called Cosby? That's another ego. That's some ego shit, bruh. He's like, you know what? The show's going to be named after me, and my name ain't even going to be no motherfucking Cosby in this and show. you know there's two shows named Cosby. Cosby. Right, because then the one that came on CBS, right? That shit was whack as hell, bro. But it was funny, too, though. They had that one actor that was, like, semi-big in the 90s. He was in Cool Runnings, Dougie uh, Doug, or something like that, a dark-skinned dude. Because I remember in, um, he was in a uh, class act with Kid and Play, Mm -hmm. and he used to eat a sucker the whole movie, and he worked for uh, the dude who played Tommy and Martin. Bro, you see how just connected that shit? I'm really a man for the culture, yo. Bro, that's wild as hell. But anywho, anywho, but that same ego, that's crazy. The same ego that made him great is the same ego that pushed him to do some heinous things. Yep. It's like R. Kelly. You know messed up about Bill Cosby? Had he not done what he had with those white women? No one would have said no, anything. But it would have been like, wow. Are you for saying black, they would have? For black men oh, okay. like, to be like, he did that. Let me say, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm understanding. For him to have such a God complex okay. as a black male. Like, had he not done horrible things, he could have been someone black men idolize right now. Yeah. But yeah. it wasn't even, not even just that. I remember being back in like college and stuff. He was always dissing the young black culture like all the time. Always talking about put your pants up, this music don't need to be this. Like, he didn't like Marlon Wayans. He said Marlon Wayans was too crude and he's not a good representation for black people. Like, he was always dissing any black comedy that he didn't see clean for himself. Like, he didn't like fucking Eddie Murphy back in the day. Like, remember when Eddie, uh, I'm not sure if everybody's seen it, but in Eddie, one of Eddie Murphy's special, I think it was Raw. I can't remember. But and then, uh, he talked about how Bill Cosby, like, called him pissed off and then he called Richard Pryor and Richard Pryor was like, fuck him. Tell him to have a coke and a smile. Shut the fuck up. Like, well, Bill Cosby's been, was, had this guy complex since, like, the fucking 70s. It's correct. Like, he's been an asshole for longer than we've been alive. Yep. Isn't that wild? That's how old this nigga is and how great he was. That he has been, he was great enough to ascend to the level that you are allowed to be an asshole early. To back everybody. In, like, bruh. To white people. When you... When you're black and you can get to that level where you're assholes to white people and get away with it, nigga, you have, that's making it. And you need to watch your damn back because these niggas are after you. Bruh. White people don't forget when niggas step out of their place. <laughs> you know, like. Bruh. They don't. They never forget <laughs> when niggas step out of place. Oh, shit, like, now I'm nervous. Ten years later, 
I'm 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 doing my career great, and then somehow some dude who supervised me at 22. Well, you tell him fuck is off. Is that that nigga Will? Yeah, and he's like, oop, I got Emma. My dad actually owns the healthcare services that actually is a partner with this company, and you're definitely not gonna work here, pal. Yeah. Like that's gonna be <laughs> the racist white guy that I pissed off 12 years ago, bro. <laughs> but that's why I'm always been nice to everybody. I never burn my bridges. If people don't like me after I'm gone, that's on them and that's not on me. But damn, I want to be. Dang, I pro- I've already mixed that stage where Bill Cosby started already becoming great. That he was able to like piss white people off by probably by I'm 31. He probably was by 31. He was probably able to piss off a couple white people. And then but think about it. Back. By that nigga's 40s and 50s, he was pissing them off and they couldn't do nothing. And they find. White people, white people don't forget because maybe it was 2015, <laughs> but they're like, you know what? Like we got this nigga forget, finally. Yeah. It's like elephants don't <laughs> forget. Oh, shit. They, white didn't, people don't forget. they didn't forget with OJ. That's why OJ ended up going to prison back okay. in what, 2009 or whatever it was. Like, they put, exactly. oh they my God. Oh, that's cute. You can, uh, they've been plotting get away for years. With this murder, but, uh, <laughs> you didn't piss the whites off. No, they've been plotting for so years. We're gonna have to come after you. It's like when you watch, I watched this show called Shooter. And in the third season of it, it basically was them uncovering this whole conspiracy thing where it was like a shadow government of like hundreds of people that's been plotting this plan for like 10 years, yo. And it's finally coming together for 10 years. White people will stick that plan out to get a nigga back. Bruh. Like people every day give That's up how you know on. I'm telling the truth. Like, like making TV shows off of this. It's shit. scary, dog. They like, know. <laughs> they know. White people white never people. forget. They never forget <laughs> how if you step out a lot, your little brown ass, Bruh. you gonna get it. One Actually, crazy thing is, it ain't even you. Only have to be black to piss them. If they rich and white, and a, you a poor white person that step out your life, who the fuck? Yes. You are poor. Don't you dare. I will snatch a little bit of insurance away. So, <laughs> you better shut so, up. So, I won't pay my taxes. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, it literally. I won't pay for your bro, public funded. Basically, if you're welfare. not a rich white person, and you if you piss off a wealthy, not even rich, if you piss off a wealthy white person, they won't ever forget, bro. They will hold a plan together for years. Bill Cosby pissed. The wrong white person off back in '86. No, he and just started pissing off the white community, and they just banded together. He didn't piss off any one person. He just pissed nah, them off. No, one of them girls that he slept with, it was somebody's daddy. They got pissed off and heard about it in like '98, and he said, "You know what? I'll wait. I'm wait these 16 years." And then he died, but he left it in his will for his daughter <laughs> to follow the plan out, and she took over. Bro, this could be a fire ass movie, y'all. And she took over and said, this is what you want. This is You will script. live through me. You will live through me, Papa. This is she called him Papa. That's how the movie starts. Yeah. We're her hovering over him at the funeral. And he's laying there. And she has a paper in her hand. And she reads it. And she's dropping and, tears. And the on tears the are on paper. the paper and stuff. But it don't even fucking matter that she can't read some of the words. Because she has memorized everything in this 14-page yes. memorandum. Whatever, memorandum, memorandum, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you could have just said memo. Okay, it's memo. A letter. No, his manifesto. It was his manifesto. It's his will. Fool. No, fuck that. He left a manifesto that only her eyes saw, and she read the hell out of that, and she focused, and she's carrying the plan through. She's like Arya Stark. And then finally in 2015, <laughs> finally in 2015, I will avenge you, Papa. She got Bill. <laughs> she got Bill. 
He Cliff Huxtable. Hey, <laughs> he Cliff. She said he Cliff. He was over performing a comedy set, and he she just Cliff. walked in. He Cliff. And he looked with that one and a half eye that he got. Oh my god. That eye, cause so it was blurry. He's looking. Who the who the fuck? And she said it's me, Miranda. And he just paused, try to play it off, but he couldn't play it off totally. This movie is they knew a little bit that something was going on with Bill. But he, he's been doing this shit for a long time, so he was able to play it off. But then she just looked at him, pointed at him, said, I'm coming for you, nigga. And then it went into present day, and it shows her following her plan through. Wow. Incredible. Wow. That is a fire-ass movie. Heathcliff. Dang, Heathcliff is in prison. I have an edit to the script. Okay, what's the edit? Uh, the white woman would have said, nigger. Nigger. <laughs> she would have hard art. No, no, no. That's how pissed off she was that... She's playing this role where she's got to fit in, and she didn't work on this. Like she went and watched all kind of black movies to understand. Nigga, nigga, nigga. You see how I'm saying it? Nigga, nigger. Because if she went into that club where he was performing and she hard arted, then all of those black people there would have known it was a white girl, so they would have got to whooped her ass. So it was dark enough that she's just like, nigga. And they didn't notice who it was. They just turned around. And they all was like, this nigga tripping. And just went back to the show. And a year later, her plan starts unfolding. And Bill's going to court with that one eye. It used to be one and a half. Now, a year later, he got one eye now. He got that Fetty Wap eye. Now, it's disrespectful. I don't want to talk about his eye. I apologize, y'all. No, that's messed up. What I don't even want to talk about his eye. Moment. That is not a, that's not a Willie Southside thing. I, I might edit that part out. I probably won't, but I'll shit. Exactly, right. I was like, please. But, but yeah, um, back to Big Ego. The Big Ego is what got him there. Then we wrote a movie yeah. just from talking about Bill Cosby's Big Ego. Damn, ain't nobody gonna touch the R. Kelly movie. They, they'll do a. They ain't nobody we like twenty years from now. In this house. No, I was just saying like they make movies about all kind of messed up shit. But twenty years from now, they still not even gonna touch that R. Kelly movie. You think he's still gonna be alive? Be alive twenty years from now? Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's up to him, like say that guy has it in his plans to be alive, like. But you think R. Kelly really can stick prison out? No. The, mm-hmm. Oh, those men in prison—they gonna make him a bottom. He not. <laughs> he not gonna be there. For, and then you know they all watching it on the news. They know what's going on with R. Kelly, so he can't they walk in jail. He can't walk in but jail like black, they don't know that who black he black is. Plot is different. But he might be going to federal prison. Oh, really? I don't know, but like, yeah, just thinking how severe. Oh, because he's such a big celebrity, they have like no choice but to put him in. Well, and just the sheer like severity of his crimes, the federal courts are going to be investigating him. Because he's got a lot of charges. You know, I thought the new charges were fed. Oh, they charges. might be. So if there's some federal charges in there, he's going to the feds because the feds trump the state. That is true. So, but he may serve both. They may ship him from federal prison. He's going to serve nine and a half years first and then go serve 16 years. In. Unless they make him concurrent. Bro, this shit, this is wild. Like, isn't this wild? Like, this dude makes such great music. And he was doing all of this shit the whole time. Like, that's wild as hell. And like, we were singing it. it. And we were singing about but it. But we were so fooled into a good-ass beat. And, like, a good... But it just... It was first, I mean, when I as a younger kid and when all that was going on, I didn't really understand. I mean, I was in the eighth grade, which I was 
old enough technically, but I wasn't watching the news or anything. And I only knew what came on like MTV, BT about that or what we talked about. But for me as a kid, I just saw it said that he was like innocent. So I'm like, oh, he didn't do anything. And you just end up not thinking about it as you get older. Like you, I just wasn't thinking about it. And people made it into such a joke basically or just they made it into just entertainment purposes not even they if they was trying to joke about it mm. but when you see it so much and on comic view all the time the Chappelle show on the daily show with john stewart just all kind of things like people don't people take the seriousness out of it so it wasn't until like a couple years ago well and within the last two years where it's really sort of popping off that you like oh damn I don't remember it being that serious as a 13 year old. So it's crazy that he was doing all that and bragging. That's that's fucking wild. He was really bragging about that shit. Like that that's just crazy. But this dude's so talented, but that ego is the same thing that tricked him into thinking that this shit was normal and gave him the confidence to just tell to finesse people into believing his story and being cool with him and just having a confidence that I can just pay people off for whatever I do. Mm-hmm. Because he knows people are that poor and desperate, and so he's like, "Well, I don't give a fuck. Like, this isn't a sickness that I have. It's I'm R. Kelly. I, I'm allowed to do this. Like, mm-hmm. that's crazy. So, what gave him the irrational confidence to win Grammys and make all this dope ass music is the same thing that tricked him into thinking that he wasn't crazy and sick. Yep, that's wild as hell. And that's a chemical imbalance. Yeah." I believe I can fly. I was played at everybody's fifth grade graduation. Sure, <laughs> bro. <Bruh. Of course. laughs> they played the hell out of. I and believe you I can fly. It in the choir. <laughs> yes. If you were in the choir, you were singing. In so many churches. Yeah. Or if you was in band, you was playing that. <laughs> Everywhere. I was in band. Everywhere. <laughs> that is crazy, yo. That's wow. It was in. It was one of the biggest songs for a movie. Yep. That's crazy. <laughs> and the man that made it is a. Pedophile. <laughs> that is wild as hell. It's crazy. Allegedly. Yes, yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. But you know, you sh- I mean, if it smells like a fire, it looks like a fire. He's burning the house down. <laughs> there you go. I just made it up, but it worked, didn't it? Incredible. That's wild as hell, man. Like, all right, let's move on. I'm tired of talking about this nigga. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. All right, um, I want to change the subject. Um, I read this on Twitter, and so I just want to um, see what you say and if you can guess what the person looked like that tweeted this. Um, oh, so someone said, I think women use the busy excuse to see if men are really going to do the work to actually plan spending time together. Men just say that they're busy when they want to avoid hanging with someone. What do y'all think of that? And what do you think the person looked like that tweeted that? Could have looked like anybody. Yeah, screwed up. Could have looked like anybody. Okay, yeah, I know it could look like anybody, but that's the point of this little game. It's a black girl. Why you say that? Because that's how you feel? Not necessarily. But I think okay, like no. It's a black girl. I'm just like, what brought you to that? Why do you think know. it's I not feel, a white guy? I feel it in my or, spirit. Okay, oh, you could have just said that. That's how you want to identify a, a person. I just, I just knew it was a black person. Oh no, so that's why I'm like, I don't. They could look like anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a black woman. So, do you agree with the statement? Read it one more time. Yes, ma'am. 
I think women use the biggest excuse to see if men are really going to do the work to actually plan spending time together. Men just say they're mm. busy to avoid us. True. So women will actually just say that they're busy just to be like, look, just plan something. Because that's what the statement's saying. Sometimes, yeah. Like, I, I don't think it's off the table. That seems silly to just say, I'm busy just because you want me to plan something. Like, first, I got to know that you actually want to go somewhere with me, and then I'll plan it. But the other side to that is, especially for me, as a woman who is always planning stuff, for the guy she's dating. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm busy. See if you can But this dude something. don't know that the men that you've dated have been like that. That's basically like hurt people hurt people. I don't know what the hell you've been through. How is me challenging you to be like, oh, I'm Because busy. I don't you know what you... This is the, this because you're only doing this for past experiences. So now you're going to use what happened to you with the last, what, two, three, four, whatever men. But, and now I got to pay for what the has happened no. to you in your past. That's literally that, what that is. No, that's not initially. I don't think anybody initially would approach the situation with, that's, oh, I'm well, busy that's what I'm just to see. But that's what it the statement said. a pattern. Well, that, but we're not talking about a pattern. I'm talking about when the first time a dude is trying to like you're just you gonna didn't kick. say that from the beginning. That's what I'm taking, but that's my that's Fine, what I'm saying. Take I'm, it there. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm taking from the statement though. Like that's the whole point of this. Like how's mm-hmm. every how does every different person take the statement? And to me, I don't take it as like that's a guy that has been that like y'all have hung out already before and you've had to make plans. I'm so in my scenario, I'm talking about is the first time we ever hung out, and I'm just. I, that's why I say that that's silly because if it's the first time I'm trying to hang out with you and you just said I'm busy because I haven't said, hey, I got this, this, and this plan. Now, that's why I say I think that's silly. Mm-hmm. So that's what we interpreted differently. So that's why we had different opinions. Now, if you've been hanging out with this dude and uh, been hanging out with this dude for three or four times and every single time you have planned it, it's about time he do something. I could totally understand yeah. if you're like, all right, I'm. That's the same thing with friends. If you're the one that always got to reach out to hang out, you're gonna stop reaching out to hang out with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she also said it too because, I mean, and I just assume like for me to relate to that, it would be after some time. But after some time, women gonna start to test you. Yeah, I think that I thought about it from the same lens as uh, Killer B. So. <laughs> that you know it, this is something that's not brand new it's not like oh this is the first time we ever hanging out but maybe they've hung out a couple of times and she's been the initiator and now she's like let me sit back and kind of see even though what we know about relationships like that yes that doesn't work like i'm not saying fundamentally does that work but does that happen often sure like i think about my own relationships and yeah, like at times I'm like, oh, well, oh, you know, I'm just so busy. I got all of this. And I want to see how hard that they're going to try to um, to like still hang out or still see me yeah. or whatever. So, like, I'm, again, not saying that it works, but yes, saying that it happens and it's not uncommon to think that way. So part of it, in my opinion, is... You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that some of it is, I don't know what I don't know. So if 
maybe some people are just that clueless. Some people are literally that clueless where even if you're tired of always hanging uh being the one to plan everything, they might they really just might not know. And yeah. unfortunately, some people are really that clueless. So some of them just might not know what they really don't know. So mm-hmm. part of me thinks it's like that's stupid. You shouldn't do that. But then the other part of me is like, that's also human nature yeah. where just humans do that type of thing. If I'm always the one that has to do this and I'm tired of it, I'm falling back. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's kind of the passive aggressive way of dealing with it. I also feel like it's normal now for this to be the trend just because how poorly relationships appear in the public. Because to be people valued. can't communicate either. Right. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, now we talking. It's like, oh, we're not even dating. We're talking. Right. So how the modern culture of dating is it just seems to be the trend and to go back to her full statement i think because of the bad dating culture it it's a general statement that most people can relate to that a woman is going to do something versus how a man is going to do it what do you mean like like her being petty to say like oh i'm busy it because she wants to see whereas you know, when he says, I'm yeah. busy, it's because, I you know, he don't want to do it. And how women will be like, oh, well, I'm going to one-up you and, like, I'm going to play this mind game. But you. see, me, I look at it as, actually, that's funny, because I look at it differently where I feel like women are going to, like, kind of when you said test you, women are going to make sure that you actually want her because... We've, we've always been taught that the woman, that's the prize to get. Like, we chase after the woman, and that's the prize to get. So if a woman feels like a dude is being lazy, she's like, uh, do you know who I am? You need to put some work in, like, if you think you deserve me type of thing. At least that's the kind of women that I've always been accustomed to. So I do know there are, unfortunately, some women that are go too hard for the dude, and he's not trying enough. But for the most part, I look at it like that, where women are like, no, I need to make sure you actually deserve me. So you got to put some type of work in. That's why I feel like if a man is like courting a woman, I heard dudes say it needs to be 50-50. But to me, I think the dude needs to go about 60 and she does 40. Like she needs to do at least enough to show that she's interested, not just interested, but actually wants to be around you. And then most men can pick up on it after that. Like you, But a woman's got to make some type of move to let it know or whatnot. So that's just funny. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Damn, the male's perspective really, is really also changing on dating too. Yeah. As because in what you mean? Like how you just brought up the example like, oh no, if I'm dating somebody, let's do 50-50. Yeah. Like some men might say that. Some men like love for a woman to pay for a date. Like from the at the beginning stage. Nah. Which I think is so interesting how some men interpret relationships now yeah because i mean i i me i'm traditional but like i feel like especially for black men to be saying something like that i feel like most of us are taught that the man should be the provider i think that's just an interesting take how you were talking from the male's perspective and possibly what's going on with other males Mm -hmm. i think i it, first of all, it's annoying to see how every, what, six months, it becomes another topic on social media for like two or three days. Who should pay for the date? Should the woman do this? Should the woman pay that? And to me, um, I guess is that traditional thinking now where I'm like, the first couple of dates, I don't want her. Not that she doesn't have to pay, but I'd rather, if I ask her out, I should be paying. That's how I look at it. If I just ask, if I ask you out, then I should be paying. Now, if she asks me out, I can understand us paying, going um, Dutch and we both pay for our own. But I don't know. I'd rather 
have me paying for the first couple of dates. And I don't know if that's some traditional shit, some toxic masculinity, because I don't feel comfortable with her paying her or something, because I don't think it's, I feel uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but... I haven't heard it in that, in a negative way like that, but I've heard, oh, that's old-fashioned. Yeah. I'm like, is it? Because I guess it is. old school all day. I guess, I think more people are like that than not, to be honest. But we should have an audience. What? We need a live audience for that. Well, we don't have a live audience today, so I don't know what to tell you. Are you recording again already? Mm-hmm. <sighs> yes. You gotta go. No. No. Not yet. Thanks for being patient. Anyways, so, um, Killer B asked, why do the N-words do this? And when she says N-words, she means dudes. Please explain. So, as uh, current events have unfolded, <laughs> I I'm just wanted screaming. to know... Why some men, after y'all dated, contact you out of the blue. Three months later, six months later. I mean, you don't contact the old friend every once in a while? A guy who was romantically interested in you, just out of nowhere. Like, I mean, to me, you didn't I, run into them at the grocery store. I mean, to me, I look at it as like, oh, that's my homie. Let me see how she's doing. If we was once romantically involved, I probably care about you as at least a friend and my homeboys all the time. If I ain't talk to him in like a year or so, I'll hit him up. Like, bro, how's life going? I see you married now. I see you got a kid. That's what's up. So if it's a girl I used to date, I might three months later, might just text him like, hey, how's life? I don't see why that's so, weird. If you text a woman who you used to date. Okay. How you doing? She responds. What? Not initially what do you want but y'all talking and then it gets to what do i want yes i'm just checking on her saying hey so if she said oh okay well you trying to get together go somewhere what you gonna say i like going out with my friends all the time but see that's where men mess up because they don't understand how i mean they can they can understand how hard it is to get over somebody but typically it's the woman i feel like personally that takes that it's really hard in the beginning, right? Like to get over and to work through and yeah. to be okay with not having this routine that y'all have developed together. Like that takes a lot out of a person. So to work on yourself for several months to get over whatever was going on with this person and then out of the blue, you're like hitting me up when maybe it didn't end so well, or even if it did end well, like it's still hard. So. Then you're hitting me up while I'm still in the middle of trying to better myself. And now it's kind of like you backtracked me a little bit because all those emotions and feelings come back up to the surface when you've worked so hard to work through them. So now it's it's not like you got to start the cycle all over again, but it's definitely like two steps forward, one step back. And from the man's perspective that if it's just casual, I'm just shaking in on you. It's like, well, you know, you always have a little intention behind everything no not it yes no it does not have you to be you want to find something out no you, my or intention, you want something or you need something my intention somebody. is literally like just me hitting up my homeboy i ain't talked to in six months not your homeboy but no but i'm saying my intention is literally the same thing if i hit her up i'm legit just texting her and saying hey i hope life is good what you been up to like i look i mean it's the same way i'm gonna text a friend that i just but i totally recognize that women 
it's only it's like on a totally different level. I mean, women will cut their hair sometimes after a relationship. Like, there's not a lot of men out there. It's like you know what, cut this beard off, start a new life for this next relationship, next part of my life. So not a lot of men are doing that, are saying stuff like that though. So I totally get it, and I know like ending a relationship affects women differently than how it it affects men. Uh, Cause I when I was with my ex girlfriend for seven years. And I never, after we broke up, there was never a time that I was like, I never missed her. But I also think this is more of a unique experience to me than necessarily just men that's been in relationships like that. Because I was probably ready to get out of the relationship with the last two years. So by the time we actually broke up, I was mentally already gone. So So maybe it just didn't affect me as much because of that. So maybe that's not how most men think because... Maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. Because I really just be... Now, okay, I will say there has been a girl a time or two where I saw a video that she's posted on her IG story. And I'm like, damn, she looks good. And so I hit her up. So okay, I, so since you said you did that, <laughs> let, now let me ask you this. So you reach out to someone that you used to talk to. And then you hit her up the one time. And then you're like, oh, I, I just contact her again whenever. Say it again so I make sure we're on the same page. I'm sorry. So, I'm someone you used to date and you okay. text me. Yeah. We talk, like, one day, and then you go, like, another two weeks and you don't even talk to me. When there's been a long pause in between us communicating. Maybe that's like just because you, just cause hit you ain't hitting him one up. Day. Why didn't you just hit him up? No. See? That's your problem. Why are you not hitting him up? Maybe he... Is like, you know what? I'm a king and I'm worth it. She needs to show me a little bit as well. That's that 40%, maybe. That's that 40%. But I'm not saying that it's going to work because most of the time it's not. I know that most of the time women are not going to. It don't matter how logical it can sound. Women is like, oh, shit, that's logical. I ain't fucking with that. So, so I know it's probably not going to work, but I'm just saying... Like, I know my worth as well, so why can't you just hit me up? Yeah, I maybe hit you up out the blue, but if we had a nice, cool, really good conversation for a day or two or whatever, if I ain't hit you up in a week, hit me up. What does that hurt? See, these gender differences is killing us, people. It's killing us. But it is one of those things like, okay, cool. You're like, it's like you said, 60 40, right? Like, you had you ain't even hit the sixty for me to. to so wait, wait, I gotta go all the way to sixty percent before you even give anything. No, I don't think that. What That's I think how it is sound that what you said. I understand, but what I'm saying is that like you can't just like hit me up for like a week and then think that all of a sudden like yo, it's only been a week. It's been like seven. That years. doesn't mean I think that like yeah, she wants me. We back together. But I mean, if I didn't came back and just. It's literally just texting. So it's not like you got to go out and you putting yourself together, doing your hair and actually making time for them. Like texting, you don't make time to text. So you can easily in the middle of the day at work when you got a downtime out of nowhere. Huh? Hey, what's going on? Ain't heard from you in a week. It's that simple. But I will say relationships from my own personal experience, relationships that I've had to pursue anything in the very beginning that they don't tend to work out. Like they just they but don't ever really also come not pursuing. But this this isn't that same thing where you're pursuing in the very beginning. This is something that you've had a little something before mm-hmm. and then someone hits you up. So technically 
he's the one that's pursuing if he's the one that hits you up first or whatever like you're yeah. not necessarily pursuing him just because after he seven days of y'all texting then a week passed and you like oh i'm thinking about him let me just hit him up that's not i i don't i really don't think most men think like that they're like oh she's pursuing me now and i got her the problem is the loudest niggas think like that but that don't mean that's most of the niggas yeah. or whatnot that think like that so i i really don't think that we're most men are thinking in that type of fashion like if you go ahead and uh just text me back after a couple of days then i'm like oh okay maybe and then after a while that's going to give the man confidence because a lot of men are nervous too talking to women and that can give him the confidence to really try to make a move to be back in your life or to ask you out or something like that though but i mean you got to give him something give a nigga something damn call him <laughs> Damn, answer the phone when a real nigga calls. Oh, but Maybe I should name the podcast that. Give a nigga something. Damn. I mean, that's kind of a fire name. <laughs> but I also think it's like, okay, if we broke up, that was we don't want to be together. So is this whole scenario just talking about people who like had a, dated for like a year or two, had a serious breakup? Or is this something where y'all just was like close but cat went out on dates and stuff for like six months like because no, that's no. two different I think things it was like Dated. a boyfriend like yeah. a, a boyfriend for real because okay like, see once again i was out, thinking a different scenario see, because if we just went out a couple of times or something like that like i haven't allowed myself to get so infatuated with you yet like i'm right. still testing you out so we're gonna figure out if it's gonna be like that but if you stop talking to me after two weeks of kind of dating, kind of texting, went out once or twice, and then all of a sudden hit me up a month later, like, cool. Like, we wasn't nothing okay. exclusive yeah. anyway. See, that's the scenario that, that I was talking So we talking about two totally different and scenarios. And I think what she's coming from is that we dated, and now we, you hit me. I was like, in, y'all was in a relationship. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, getting out of a relationship. Well, at least exclusive. You I, know what I mean? I never hit her up ever again after we broke up. And that's the only thing. time I ever did was when our friend from college passed away and I hit her up, text her to let her know or whatnot. But I never hit her up again. I was like, well, that time period is over and I want to jump in and out of her life. Like, that was a serious, like, serious thing. So I guess I agree with y'all then on yeah. that then. Like, that's, that's a serious what you're thing. supposed to do. Like, leave her alone. If y'all know that y'all broke up and whether it was like mutual, like if it was amicable or not, just leave her alone. Like leave her alone. Yeah. Leave her alone. Cause you hit her up a month later and you jack her back in and then y'all wind up in this like nasty cycle. I I hate seeing a couple go through just a stupid ass cycle for seven years just going through for four years y'all just go through breaking up, getting back together, breaking up, getting back together, hating each other. Like telling you, end up having your families hating one another and stuff. Yeah. Like I just, I remember there were so many couples like that I saw that were started dating sophomore year of college, and they just go through this shitty cycle and for like four years until they finally done graduated and grew up. And it's, I'm glad I didn't have to waste my college going through something like that. Like I just, yeah. they be so look just so stressed and drained and stuff and. And like it be those highs and lows. The same thing that made them great, same thing that made them bad. Once again, they have those highs where they happy as shit. They get a good two months where they just happy and they enjoying each other. They going on dates, posting all kind of relationship goals, shit on social media, traveling. Mm-hmm. And then they you hanging with your boy. He's like, oh man, man, we broke up, man. Fuck her. 
I'm like, what are you talking about? Y'all just came back from Maine. Like, right. Y'all went to Vermont, bruh. What are you talking about, man? Fuck her. We broke up. She's making posts about him, and he's been stupid for for two months. Then they get back together, and they happy for a year. Then they break up. God dang. Like, yeah, that's a lot. I don't yeah. see how people go through that. And then you have married couples that have to go through that for 10, 15 years. That's wild. Yeah. I think it's the familiarity Yeah, of you know what you're going to get. And that's better than what you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. Like, I know I've put up with this before. I can put up with it again. That's and totally it's, fine. It's like a lack of faith, honestly. Like, it is. Yeah, that you don't deserve better than this. Mm-hmm. You don't, Or you don't think, either you don't think that there's anything out there, yeah. or yeah. you think that you don't deserve it, or you think that you can't handle it. Yeah. People are afraid ca- to be alone. People yeah. are afraid. People are so afraid to be alone that they're just going to say, they'll think, man, I'm not good enough for anybody. So I might as well just go with what I had. Or no one loves me like they do. Yeah. I don't think anyone would actually love me like they did. And they know this person treated them like shit. But they're like, I probably can't get anything better than this. So, like, that's wild as hell. That yeah. relationship shit can really do that to you. And now, with, like, social media, or not just social media, but the way relationships kind of move very quickly like everybody gets in these little situationships where you kicking it and doing something for two months mm-hmm. and then it just fades away y'all doing something for three weeks and then it fades away six months and it fades away and you just end up in a cycle and that's started so normal with millennials and it's going on down because it's so easy to find these little situationships so now we do that so much and we have so many of these many relationships that don't last now you tell yourself i done been through six relationships when back in our parents' day, they had only been through two. By the time we've been through six or seven, and we got a cycle of seven relationships that don't work, then you definitely gonna trick yourself into thinking, dang, I've been through seven different relationships and I ain't found nothing. You gonna go back to one of those seven. Well, and I think too, like back in our parents' day, they had to do a lot of work to like court somebody. You know what I mean? Like they had to call somebody like on their house phone and basically like, get them to um basically get them to like give them their time right like gotta get permission from the parents to talk yeah like mad times it's like you have to sit down and make a plan because you remember when we was young and you had to tell your friend what time to call you oh man my sister was going through that all the time we weren't even allowed to talk on the phone until after uh 5 p.m like we would get home from school at like three and we weren't allowed to watch cable or watch TV or talk on the phone until five, until our parents got home. Of course, we was doing all this shit. Right. But yeah, we weren't even allowed to talk on the phone until a certain time back then, which is now middle. Think about a seventh grader who has a cell phone and iPad. They're well connected. By the time they graduate from high school, these little niggas is going through three relationships, three serious as well to them, three serious relationships by the time they go to college now because yep. they're so connected to people. Yep. Damn, that's scary. All of this is moving so fast. By the time our younger cousins and stuff who are 15, by the time they get to our age now, who telling how many crazy-ass relationships they done went through? Yeah, the idea of marriage just continues to be broken down into, like, what does that mean anymore? Like, you think about how many people are talking about all the different, like, traditions and things that happen within a marriage or, like, at a marriage ceremony. And people are just picking them apart, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you talk about the diamonds. You talk about, like, jumping the broom. Even though that's not necessarily a negative co- connotation, but, like, 
the people are picking it apart. Yeah, these days. people are doing life quote unquote out of order. Yeah, a friend of mine was dating her boyfriend for years, and they moved in together. Then they bought a house together. Now they're engaged. For, and how long was they dating? Six years, up oh. until the engagement. Oh damn! Four years moved in together. Next year bought a house together, and now a year later. Yeah, I see a lot more couples that are buying houses together now, and they're not married. Like they're not just getting apartments together. I felt like when we was in college, my friends would get house, get apartments so quick with their significant others. I homeboy who dated somebody for uh, like three months, and then they got an apartment together. I'm like, damn, y'all don't really know. Y'all, all y'all done is like. Spending out over each other's houses and stuff and just officially started dating and y'all only was spending like seeing each other at night. Yeah. Y'all never even saw each other during the day and y'all got an apartment together that quick. And so and then now it's even faster where people I know plenty of people I've worked with and that uh just I'm cool with that are getting houses now after and they've been dating probably two or three years or whatever. And they had an apartment for six months and then got a house together and then get married like three, four years later or something like that's wild how quickly it's even moving faster now from when we was in middle school, high school, and college. Yeah. But I'm also like, people are buying all these houses, and I get it, right? They want to own property and things like that. But, like, you're not generating any wealth really by just owning one house that you live in. Um, and you think about, yes, my rent money goes to, like, you know, something that's not ever going to buy me this place. Right. I get that. But I also get all of these amenities with it, right? I don't have to mow the grass. Right. I don't have to fix anything in here. My toilet's messed they, up. They fix it. They come and fix it. They replace my light bulbs. They replace the batteries in the smoke detector. They have swimming pools out here that we don't have to clean ourselves. Exactly. Because you Grills. own a swimming pool, like, that is a lot of work in itself. Yep. So we've just went off of the saying for years, it's better to get a house. <laughs> it's cheaper to get a house. Yes, in that sense, but there's a whole different context now. And plus... Mm -hmm. Us, like, especially millennials and younger now, we're not staying in one city for 10 years no. anymore. We're staying at the most six years, maybe, at the most, and then niggas is leaving. Like, the longest people are staying down at a young age is people who maybe have went to college and got a job at that same university, and that's the only reason why they're in that same place. But for most part now, we're moving all over the place. People that work yeah. in higher ed move all over the place every couple years like you get to know somebody and then they already leaving type of thing like mm -hmm. so no one's staying put but yeah the amenities i may pay rent and i don't own this place but it's easy to take care of yeah. and when i and then when i move i can move i don't have to sell a house that's a lot of work in itself yeah but so it's so that's so that's why it's crazy now because I, it's becoming more popular for a generation of who doesn't get married as much as the previous generation, definitely buying houses a lot again yeah. with each other. And yeah. I, I wonder how people get to that that place though of where they're going ahead and buying a house in court.